Yeah. Hello, welcome to this week's Anfield Extra Alain La Rouge podcast for the Liverpool Echo. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined by three very special guests tonight. Uh, first of all, Dave Kirby, playwright, author, and general poet, I think, uh, people's poet, and also Simon Hughes, journalist and author, and a regular guest, John Nicholson, cop season ticket holder for many years. Um, so, yeah, so let's face it, I'm not that bothered. I mean, a lot of people were bothered because the internet went into meltdown, but League Cup, for me, it's not a priority. And I think we're, you know, we're in the Champions League, we haven't got a very... I wouldn't say strong 16 to 18. I think we've got a strong maybe 12 to 14, but we haven't got um, strength and depth. So I wasn't actually that bothered. I know, I know uh, a lot of people were, but and Klopp seemed to be given the impression that he was, you know, he said, "I'm sick of all this," you know, and I'm sick of. But are you really, as football fans, are you really that bothered? Liverpool fans going out the. Uh, Whatever it's called, cup nowadays. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said uh, if it didn't it, it didn't bother me too much. But I mean, it, it was I think it was just a manner of it, Pete. You know, it's just like the way they went out, you know, the second half, the way they just caved in again, and and you know, the first half, it's, it was just like a carbon copy of the Chip Burnley game. You know, we just can't put it away. And, yeah. But like, I was just gutted the way the uh, the way they cap, you know, capitulated in, in the yeah. second half and. You know, we've seen that too much lately. And, you know, it's just There's only ten pounds to get in, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, know. Well, I, I mean, I, that is something that Leicester did keep the prices down. Yeah, to ten pounds. You know, I was nearly there myself. Like, I felt sorry for all the lads who went down here. But yeah. I mean, the, the support. The support was absolutely fantastic. I thought he was singing all through the game, and it just showed you. Uh, the type of crowd you get at League Cup when there's not that much yeah. demand for tickets. You no, know, but that was uh, brilliant. Well, but that Craig Shakespeare, you know, he said after the game, and he? he just told them at half time to get in our faces, yeah. run yeah, out, yeah. and he brought that Okazaki on, and he just he went at us, and he was dead tenacious. He was fighting for everything. Yeah. And that's one thing I wasn't seeing. I'm glad you team. pronounced that before me, actually. Okazaki. <laughs> Okazaki. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a monster bike, Tony. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. Um, it's just sickening because he's done it to us last year, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when Vardy got into Manny first thing, and he, yeah. and he, he just sort of like set the set tone. Set the tempo, yeah. But yeah. I mean, he's done that first, second, you know, the first part of the second half, yeah. and we just didn't have an answer to yeah. it, and just caved in like we did in many Sam, games. professional view as a journalist, I mean, were you that upset? I know you're, you're a Liverpool fan as well, but I mean, it was the manner. I mean, Brian Reid did an article mm. in the uh, Daily Mirror about we've got to get nasty. Yeah. You know, I mean, do you think it's a recurring theme or do you think it's the League Cup, let's move on, you know? Well, it's a bit of both, really. I mean, it, <laughs> we, we couldn't get the name out of the, the cup there, the Caribou Cup. You can, can imagine <laughs> if Liverpool finished the season winning the Caribou Cup. It's like, you know, it's not going to get much kind of kudos, really, is it? You know, but, um, you know, it's clearly not a priority, I think, for, for, for the manager. Um, you just need to look at his... His team selection and, and the bench. The fact that Markovic was on the bench, I think, kind of yeah, tells you. Yeah, I've seen him at the end. You know, he's not really that bothered. I mean, he hasn't even. I think he played uh, the first pre-season game and then hasn't been seen in any competitive game of football at any level since. So, I thought that was a bit confusing, but probably just reflected the ultimately fit for the manager. Although it's an important, you know, obviously every game for Liverpool is important, and every fan wants to win every single game, yeah. including me. Um, but the, the worrying thing, as Dave said, is, is just the recurring themes that we keep seeing, you know, and the fact that managers now are confident enough to come out and say, you know, Liverpool are a bit of a soft touch if you get in the faces, and I think that's a concern. I think they've got to get 
a bit nasty as Brian put in his column today. Um, it's difficult though with the players that they've got. I mean, we, we talk about leadership a lot within the context of football generally and where are the leaders in the game. And at Liverpool, you know, it, say if Jordan Anderson wasn't going to be the captain anymore, you know, people are criticising his performance. Who's the captain of the Liverpool yeah. team? I, d- I don't see one unless, no. unless you unless you do. What you know, some clubs do now, which is just give it to the best player, but you can't give it to Coutinho, can you? No, so no. you kind of lean towards Mane, who's suspended anyway. So you kind of, yeah, you know, jokes aside, you know, I yeah, think it's, it's a team. It's a difficult one. It's, it? it's a concern that, that Liverpool, you know, the all right, they, they do play nice football, and I can understand, you know, that the manager one. You, you can see now the team does look more like the Klopp team when he was the Dortmund manager yeah, in terms yeah, of the yeah. width. When he came in that first season, he didn't have any width or pace. He got that now, which is yeah. good. But you know, I just can't understand it. It's what it's it's a story that has to be written. I think that you know why, you know why they just didn't reinforce anywhere anywhere else defensively. But obviously they signed Robertson. But why they didn't get a centre half in over mm. the summer? And I know obviously it's a temporary measure because yeah, obviously he wants Van Dijk, it's just, doesn't he? It's just you know. I, th- I think he's just got to treat the fans with a bit of you know the club and the you know they've got to understand the mentality of the fans. It's, the frustration's understandable. If we haven't won the league for 27 years, they haven't won you know a, tr- a trophy in five years. It's a long yeah. time. That five years is a long time. So people. Are frustrated. So when these you know results happen, like losing to Leicester in the League Cup, it's another cup that they can't win. Yeah. yeah. So I can understand the frustration, but it does need to be tempered. I think a little mm. bit by you know, you know, people call for the managers to be sacked. Just, uh, I mean, that, they, really, I don't you know. think that's match going fans. No, is it? That's no, just no. that's just the Twitter. I mean, and who do you know? They're not just fans of opposing teams on a bind up because mm. you know that's the way it works. But I've got a stat here, John. Um, in the, in the last three games, we've had 80 shots and scored three, where the opposition have had 19 shots and scored five. It's not a very good statistics, is it really? You know, if you look at it. No, well, statistics and damn lies, whatever yeah. that expression was. Because I, I, I've had to look at this myself, and, and I was thinking about um, Tuesday night, and we, we've had... 21 shots compared to their eight, but yeah. they've actually had three. Uh, they've had they've had more shots on target. Yeah, And yeah, for yeah. all of our shots, I think there was maybe one mm. or two what the keepers got to save. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and similarly, it, it wasn't much difference on on Saturday because for all of our pressure and for all of those 35 shots. On Saturday, I only remember the Burnley keeper having to really most struggle them, to make one save most, from Alexander Arnold with five minutes left. Most of those shots ended up in Stanley Park, didn't and, they? And, and, they did, and, and they did, and it was the same on um, on on Tuesday night. You know, there, there's one thing that I was thinking, like um, down in the corner, Leicester, where you are. It's it's a different view to what we have from row sixty in the cup. Where you can see the whole pitch having gone on, so so it's much lower. And in the first half, you're watching Coutinho get so many opportunities where he's on the left hand side and he's, he's he's got a he's got he's going to jink in and come in on his right and yeah. and, and he's to going to go for in, that yeah. far corner. But he's not only got to beat the man marking him. There's a man right behind him, and then there's three or four bodies in the general direction of where he wants to put the shot. Now with ten minutes to go on Tuesday night, Damari Gray is in the same position for Leicester up against John Flanagan and John Flanagan shows him the, you know f- forces him onto his right but Tamari Gray gets a shot in because there's no bodies for Liverpool there's no second man mm. trying to, to, to defend and yeah. this is what worries me with the club we don't seem to we don't seem to to, to be learning 
from from the from a game. I think, yeah, yeah. I think you know, um, I think uh, Brian pointed out, didn't he? I think Brendan Rodgers' team won the Fair Play League, didn't he? Mm. And Klopp's team won the Fair Play League last year. So it's almost saying, and you've said this in the past, John, at the match, you know, we're just not. We're just not nasty enough, and like no, not not, not at you know we're, we're too nice as a team, and I think as as Shakespeare was saying, just get stuck into them, and that's yeah. what he did obviously last season with the um, with the uh, Mane uh, tackle, which you knew straight away, you know what's coming, and you know what's coming on Saturday, don't you? You know what's coming. I, th- I think I think it's a big a big problem for Liverpool this because. Particularly, you just mentioned kind of the match-going fans. I mentioned this in a piece that I wrote the other week about how, you know, as Liverpool people, as Liverpoolians, like we, we want to see a bit, bit of belligerence, you know, and that's how we identify ourselves, you know, oh, sure. as, as supporters. And that's why. I mean, I know obviously, don't want to start a big conversation about Rafa Benitez, but because he was so belligerent, you know, in public, like that. I think I know he won trophies, and that's why. But, we could identify with that a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, kind a of, attitude, of yeah, a bit of yeah. attitude is. At the moment, you know, if you don't see that in the team, it, it, it stinks the place out because everybody gets so much more frustrated by that. You know, we want to see a bit of defiance from time to time, and too many on too many occasions now. I mean, even when Liverpool have, have been behind and they've somehow managed to get a draw or, or a result. It hasn't been as a result of rolling the sleeve. It's been a little bit of fortune. Or you don't mm. see that that up that that. But you think, it, you think against scene? City? You know, I mean, the one thing against City they could tell that it was almost like, well, it doesn't matter how many we get beat by, it, which is really not a great. If you lose to the team, yeah, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a team spirit, is it? So a capitulation is not. A, you know, I know Klopp was saying, well, we're going to lose, the, we're going to lose the points anyway, so we may as well get beat five 0 and, and save your players, but. I don't think Liverpool fans want to see that. No. They want no, to see no, a bit no. of fight, don't they? You know? Not at all. I mean, the, the Manchester City game, for me, we gave it up before half-time. We didn't even try to get in at 1-0 down and then, yeah. OK, maybe we're not going to win the game, but let's not lose it 5-0. Mm. But we gave it up before half-time. They scored a goal from across from, from the wing and, and a free header on the six-yard box, which got disallowed. Yeah. And two minutes later from the next attack, they've done exactly the same thing from the other wing. You're right, yeah. you're right. That's a big concern, because if, if you get sent off, if you have a man sent off at any level of football, what's the first thing you send to the half or your captain says, right, for that next ten minutes, we, we just shut up, we try yeah. and shut up. I know shut you're playing up, Man yeah. City, I know you're playing Man City, and City you've got attacking players that can't open you up, but they were just so open. You know, there was no like. It didn't seem like there was any no. kind of. There's no, no change of tactics. No, 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 I think by taking Salah off, he took Salah off. Club. Yeah, well, that was and that was because he was saying, "Look, the game's lost, doesn't it?" You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that all of a sudden, from Mane and Salah, you had nothing. They're, they're, they're both gone. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. in it. But so I just yeah. thought we were going to sit and back and defend them. Well, didn't, didn't, and, and I think what you were saying just a minute ago, Simon, about, about talking about Benitez, and maybe the team reflects the manager. And on that day at, at City, Klopp just sat down mm. with his arms folded for the second half as if he'd given it up. Mm. He did. You know, he and has, the team looked like they'd given it up. He, he did say after Tuesday, if he said it's uh, it's lapses in concentration rather than lack of quality. Mm. Well, what do you think of that? Well, that Stop laughing. I probably dispute that. I mean, someone that plays on. Is it, is it the same thing? No, <laughs> it, it is, isn't it? You know. I mean, some of them fringe players, all they proved on Tuesday is that they're not good enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they look, looks possessed in, yeah. in that middle. I mean, I mean, Manaldum. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's good at home sometimes. I haven't seen him. He's done all right on. That's a good first half. He's done right in the first half. Yeah. Most of them did on Tuesday in the first half, other than maybe on play two, but. But, but they, 
but they don't. It doesn't matter that it's different personnel. They, they don't seem to learn because if you think about it, Leicester's first goal is very similar to, to Burnley's. There's, there's a long ball to the yeah. right back area where the head is won by the opposition, onto the edge of our area where the head is won by the opposition. Mm. Drops down to a man totally unmarked, Akazagi or um, yeah, yeah. The, the Burnley guy. Just slip the names. Arfield. And then if you think of that's the second goal, it's very similar to, to Sevilla's second goal mm. where it's a quick throw in and it's, you know, Leicester had two two players there. Liverpool had five men. They had Okasagi and um, Soleimani and they, they, they conjured a mm. goal out of it. But the, there's five Liverpool shirts around, around them. Mm. I, know, I know a lot of people have said in the last few days it's like, it's like ground up day, it's like watching the same match over and over again. And it is in many ways because... Um, my brother-in-law was watching the match in Arsenal. He left at half time. Said, "I've seen this film before." Said, "I'm going. We're getting beat here." I said, "Oh, don't be so negative. We're not going to get beat here. We've been all over them after the first time." Uh, yeah, you know, and it's like, you know, we've peppered their goal. We just need a bit of luck, and it's. I think people are becoming to. Uh, there's a realization that they have seen it before, and they, there's inevitability about it. And I think you know, it'll all be forgotten on Saturday. If he's he's kept those uh, top players fresh, and we go out and ha- hammer Leicester, but obviously we've been beaten twice there, haven't we, in the last couple yeah. of seasons? So man, it's a big game. Yeah, it's man, they've got fresh players. They're relatively well get on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. got no money. I think money is. I mean, we've seen after Christmas last year. Is that year. is it? No money, no money, no money, no goals. It is no money. That's a song. <laughs> no money, no goals. Yeah. But um, no, it's it's, it's well, it's it was obvious one after the last. Christmas last year and um, yeah. January, February, off. But it's a different him. team without him, yeah. So, so but, but that, that goes back to the same problem, doesn't it? I mean, it, we, we knew he wasn't going to be there, you know, for in January. January. Yeah. They had a lot of time to prepare, and yep. I, I remember at the time I thought, well, yeah. it's too easy an argument to say the transfer market's not working for you. It's just like, oh, there's no one about. But sometimes you've got to take those little windows of opportunity yeah. and get a player in who might only be a Liverpool player for 12 to 18 months, but he covers you over for that time. Mm. And then you might end up winning something and then the pressure's off you as a manager then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Do you think Cesar, so, yeah. the pressure is on Klopp now? Do you think it really is? No. I mean, he's only been in charge no, I, two years in October yeah. 2015. Now, I can definitely see what he's trying to do. As you were saying before, Sam, you know, what he's trying to do, you can see the improvements. Unfortunately, not in defence, but you can see what he's trying to get uh, from the midfield to the attack, and it's he's relying now upon getting Van Dijk, isn't he, and improving. The, yeah. Is it the fact that we all think the goalies aren't good enough? That's all. That means all three of them, and it, it's the it's the recurring problems which haven't been addressed, which is making people so anxious. Really, do you think that's what it is, or do you think it's you I, know, I, just it's a modern day football fan and go? I think you know. You can see what he's trying to do, but it's frustrating as well. It was only three weeks ago, wasn't it? The Arsenal game. And we were all buoyant, weren't we, after that? Yeah. You know, after seeing that display, and all they were yeah. awful and that, but, you know, it's, it's a Jekyll and Hyde fan, isn't it? It's yeah, like we're it all, is. you know, we, yeah, we hammered Arsenal, like everything's huge for everyone. It's like how you, out, you know? we just capitulated after Christmas last year, up to Christmas, we were brilliant, and then we were yeah. all thinking, it's on, game on this year for the league, and then all of a sudden. Dan, and it seems to be a similar thing that's happened here since Arsenal. Mm. It's only three weeks ago, that, isn't it? Mm. So I know, like, with Manny back in and that, and Salah, and we can be uh, really effective, but, mm. you know, without them, I'll be honest with you, it's, you're struggling to see that, that midfield just don't score goals, that mm. midfield, there's no goals I think, in the midfield. You know, I think we're really, I mean, yeah, I think he's a fantastic player as well, but Lalana, for me, is the key. Yeah. Yeah. He opens up defences, doesn't he? Yeah. I think 
for, you know, we was he had a great season last season. I think we are really missing him. He's a little bit like that. Was that you know, like he can open up defenses. He can he can unlock. You know, um, yeah. uh, when there's you know ten men behind the yeah, ball, yeah. but uh, when's he? Ba- I don't even know when he's back. He, he starts the training again. He's training. Yeah. 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 good. But but you know, but Alana is. Um, a forward-thinking player, if you like, and the problem with our midfield is it doesn't defend well enough. Because again, if you look at Leicester's goals the other night, you know Henderson and the midfield and Wijnaldum, um, the ball's being cleared from a corner and they're sort of shuffling themselves out, but the ball comes back in, and they're all wrong, they're all the wrong side and yeah, yeah. wrong footed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know. So, so as bad as our defence is, I don't think the midfield. Protection, spot on, enough, you know. No, spot on. I mean, we've always had that protection. I mean, that, that the only we yeah, haven't got it. And, and it's a bit pedestrian, whether it's uh, Milner or um, Henderson. It's it's a bit slow at, at times. And and yeah. when and when Alden, can be brilliant as he was against Arsenal and, and Offenheim, but they can be. He can also be in the team and you don't know he's playing. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, down at Watford and stuff yeah. like that. He was yeah. awful, you know what I mean? I've seen him have bad games and he's never scored away from home anyway, so he, yeah. at the end of the day, there's a problem away from home with him. But he's, he he's all right first half, but they all did, didn't they? all did, I mean, on, on what we haven't mentioned is like Coutinho went off and it seems to capitulate from there. Well, I think there's, everyone, there's no... it seemed to be on Tuesday that every Liverpool player was looking for Coutinho. Yeah, try yeah. and give Coutinho the ball, he's the match winner. Mm. As soon as he goes off, he doesn't know what to do. There's no one to give the ball to. There's no one who's that much of a threat. You know, and it, you know, it's hard to like, it's hard to throw the likes of Woodburn in there because you know everyone's expecting a bit of magic. But you know, you know, Leicester's Leicester's you know second team are probably better than Moldavia, aren't they? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's like yeah. it's not you can't really compare those internationals he's playing where he's been electric to to playing against a, a Premier League. Second eleven almost. Yeah, it's yeah, still better. The one effort that he did have, by the way, would be that just it just went over. Yeah, yeah. That would you know if that goes in, people would have been saying, "What a fantastic goal!" Yeah, yeah. I know he's got some that kid, and he's because he just almost dipped it into that top corner. Like it wasn't that far away. Um, yeah. I mean, just to ask Dave a question before about like kind of the reaction to these kinds of yeah. situations, and I mean. I, it seems harsh to say, you know, as supporters, you've got to look at yourself because you've, you've obviously drunk so much time and, and money and everything else and, and passion into it and been doing it for such a long period of time. But yeah. I think there are like historical moments in the last few years which have probably in, increased the, the amount of fatalism within the Liverpool yeah. supporter base, you know. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. you know, we could talk all day about like what happened with the ownership, which I'm sure we will maybe yeah. later on. And how that has created this lack of trust with the, the current owners, but then you know I also think that the way you know Liverpool, you know, lost the title in 2014, it's led to a lot of people thinking, well, it's all going to go wrong now. We've got to change it all. You know, like after what happened with Rodgers, when so yeah. close, it unravelled so relatively quite quickly, and um, now there's this tendency. I think I think that's chipped into people's consciousness. Like in the past, yeah. where we've thought. You know, Liverpool supporters, we, we, we go there believing we're going to win now because of the manner of that. We, we kind of think of some people anyway. Do you think know, that lack of... Yeah, I mean, and that, that's, that, and it, we've since lost two further finals since then, you know. The support, yeah. I was, as I was saying before, the support on Tuesday was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, but I think it's just gen- everything surrounded it. It's around It's almost it. like a circus it's now, not just it? in the ma- It's not just in the ground. No, anymore. no, it's... it's I mean, it's because you've got normal. these millions of fans all around the world. Yeah. And they're all on social media, 
and the, you know, and the, there was a great example when someone phoned up Radio Five Live. Even who even knows if that crank was a Liverpool fan? He could have been an Arsenal fan or a Man United. It, nobody knows. No one checks. You know, but it, that all of a sudden goes viral. Well, and it was absolutely ridiculous, wasn't it? Liverpool, Liverpool, really. When you think about it, I, th- I think the clubs actually oversubscribe the supporters. You know, when you think that they probably got gained more fans in the last ten years with the the, the way the, the club have tried to go, yeah. and in that period, and they've achieved nothing. So the, the frustration heightens. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I watched the Man City. I, I was at the weekend off at the Man City game, and watched it at home. And watching their home is way more frustrating than watching it at the match. In terms of because you're hearing opinions straight away, you've got the commentators, you've got the analysers, yeah, yeah. you check your phone and everyone's moaning on Twitter. <laughs> you know, like straight away. And so this cycle, yeah, this this cycle is like you know, it's it's yeah. all consuming. Whereas if you actually go to the match and you watch it, you can just make up your own minds. Yeah. 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 Used to just you know, be the boozer after it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It. Well, that, that's yeah. what it was. You know, like, people could put a bit of like kind of rationality on what you're just seeing by the conversations that you have after yeah. the game. Yeah. Whereas now you can't escape what else is going on, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it ends up in 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 Twitter battles, and yeah. fights, which you know we don't really <laughs> want to go into. But it's like it becomes so more important than it's actual, you know, it's just an opinion, isn't it? And yeah, everyone's desperate for the hot take, aren't they? You know, yeah, like, yeah. everyone sharp, needs, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, so. yeah. But I mean, looking forward to Saturday's game. I, I'm I'm pretty. I was just thinking, okay, we've been beaten, but he saved his best players for Saturday. And that's the important game for me. That is miles more important than the uh, than the uh, league cup. So I'm pretty confident that you know we've lo- we've lost twice there in recent season. But I think I think we will have attitude. Can't worry, smiling. I, mean, I think <laughs> we will. Have. You can't, you can't we... lose a fourth game and no, that's but... surely. I mean, the, the stats are. I mean, <laughs> four, four, four on the bounce. Liverpool have lost only two of their last ten Premier League meetings with Leicester City, but both those defeats were in the last three matches. So that's, that's an important stat, isn't it? Uh, the Foxes can win three home uh, Premier League matches in a row against Liverpool for the first time in their history. I think it, <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. Although the Premier League um, website, they think uh, football started in 1992, so oh, we don't know if that's a stat. They had a bit. Last had a bit of a uh, who's on Liverpool. Yeah, they were the bo- yeah, a bogey yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like Phil You said if Liverpool lose this match, Leicester will be the first team to beat Jurgen Klopp. First team to beat Jurgen Klopp, not Liverpool. Oh, yeah. uh, three times in the Premier League. Mm. So come on, all the stats. Are, it's it's got to be at least a draw, isn't it? Come on, boys. I mean, if, if Jurgen's like the fellow thinking, I mean, that, that angry, passionate man on the sideline, I want to see him transfer yeah, yeah. that to the foot. Because they yeah. all say about the manager's yeah. you know, his next extension of the personality. I want, to, I want to drum that into his players. Come yeah. on, it's have it. Yeah. You know, like all the hugging and stuff is fair enough in certain, certain times, but yeah, yeah. I don't want hooks now, I want slaps. No, yeah, couldn't. Yeah. But who's going to use that type of player? And it all comes from defence and midfield, doesn't it? Usually that type of attitude. Yes. Who, who's got the ability to do that in our defence and midfield? I don't see. I don't know whether we, we, we have got anyone that can do it or, or is prepared to do it. I mean, just, just to be Chan, maybe? Is he, Chan, know? possibly. Possibly. Um, if he gets a bit of angry, takes a few angry he's tablets. Just, he's more reactive angry, though, isn't he, Chan? He doesn't get... Yeah, that's he's, angry. He's just a bit, bit headless, yeah, bit yeah, headless yeah. angry, you know. I, I, I think I mean I, I think it's a big couple of weeks for Henderson, Jordan Henderson, yeah, yeah. because that you know a lot of people are on his back. Yeah. Whether you like, I mean I, I I actually think I quite like him as a player, you know. But being Liverpool captain is a different responsibility. You know, yeah, it's it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a huge responsibility. And I, mean, I think I think he really 
you know, we'll find out a lot more about because this is the, this is the first obviously period of, of a proper period of, of kind of criticism under the new manager. You know, he's getting a lot of stick at the moment yeah, as well. Is, and yeah, yeah. You're looking towards the captain to, to kind of you know galvanise the players. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, a lot of people are saying you've got to take him out of the team after the way the game went against Leicester. I keep him in, and like let's see. You know, this is what it's this is what it's about. You know, yeah. you can lose for Liverpool, you can lose badly sometimes, but you've got to react. You know, you've got to find mm-hmm. a way to react. And be interested to see how he reacts on Saturday. Well, it, well, it'll yeah, be yeah. a big, big, big test, I think, um, yeah. to see how they react. I mean, if you just quickly just go back to Saturday, the Burnley goalkeeper's wasting time from the very first kick. Yeah. Now, the crowd's onto it. Booked. The crowd's onto yeah. it. Yeah. But there's not one Liverpool player onto the referee about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Now, eventually, the referee books him after yeah. 55 minutes. Now, you wouldn't have seen this on the telly, but but you know, having the view that, that we've got from row 60, you see you see everything in this respect. And three Burnley players went to the referee and remonstrated with him, pointing back at him, telling him he was wrong and he should never have booked him. That's why we're top of the fair play league and it's something and, you've and nothing, There's nothing from our players, but our players should have been onto the referee in the first half telling him to book him, just like Minnelli got booked, exactly. I think, at, at, at Watford, I think, earlier in the season. And then you mentioned before about Vardy's foul on Mane yeah, yeah. in the game at Leicester last year. Well, that foul was 10 seconds into the game. It's a stamp, it's a booking. Some players would have been sent off for it. Mane's on the floor and out of the game. Yeah. Did you know, you might not remember it, but you know that Leicester got a throw in. It wasn't even a foul no, in the referee's eyes. No and all of our players just stood back and yeah, let yeah. it go. Should have had Vardy got a neck someone or something like that. Someone yeah, should have had Vardy, the yeah. And, the and then the referee's got to think, hang on, that was a bad foul. At the very least, it's a free I kick. I've probably got to book him yeah. at the very least. Yeah. But Leicester got the throw in. That nice, the more this nice fair play thing. I mean, the lads call it the, you know, the, the fairy play, don't you? Instead of fair play. And, uh, but be honest with you, like, it's, it's like we've won it a few times now. We've won it under Rodgers, didn't we? As well. Yeah. We won it under Rodgers, yeah, yeah. we won it under Klopp. And I, and I think it was like, I think it was Gary Neville or, or, or Phil Neville said, tongue in cheek, like joking. He, he said, yeah, Alex Ferguson used to say to him, tongue in cheek, having a laugh, saying, if we win the fair play, play league, you get a fine two months' wages. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that's yeah, all that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, you've got to be winners. You can't be Absolutely, nice and nice yeah. fellas and all yeah. that. I mean, we've, I've been fortunate enough to, like, to, to meet the players and because I'm doing the, the stadium tour and all that, and it's, we've interviewed them for little box pops for the stadium tour, and they're all lovely lads. Yeah. yeah. Then no, like if your lads was like that, you'd be made up. Too nice. We are too nice. We are too nice. Cracking lads. Brian Reid is spot on. Yeah, yeah. Last no, I think, yeah, yeah, I think he was, nice. but you cannot. Honestly, you know, anyone who's ever played football, you cannot. You cannot like, get if someone is a nice player and he's not going to get angry. You can't instill that into him. No. Because it's, it's not there. It's in. It's you've either got it or you haven't. But you know, Carragher had it. Well, he's yeah, uh, Gerard had it. Rooney, well, you can't. Rooney had it. It's like coming from all beginnings. Yeah. Yeah. So, in answer to your question before, I'm not so sure that we've got anyone that that can be a mm. captain or or an angry head that's going to get the team going and stand up I, for I the mean, team. I, I think maybe it's just a one-off instance. I mean, going back to Henderson, but. Like a few, year, a few years ago, but when he was having a, a bit of a, you know, a bit of a boot off with uh, Diego Costa, I was oh, thinking, yeah. this is what we want to see. Yeah, you know, this yeah, is what we want to see. He's like kind yeah, of, he's playing yeah. his head as well. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's being quite, 
you know, cunning about his yeah, the way yeah. he was operating with him. Do you reckon it was a blag that done? What I mean, if Costa would have said, yeah, let's have a look at <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe, but, but, the, but, but football, at the, at the level, it is about blaggery, isn't it? You've got to blag yeah, yeah. and people. Yeah, and I, I want to just see a little bit more of that. Just because you're playing Burnley, just because you're playing a centre midfielder who's not that good, you've still got to hate him. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, these other teams have got it. Chelsea, Man United, for example, they would not have conceded those goals that we conceded at Watford because the first one's marginally offside and there's no complaints from us and the last one's offside. They don't concede two goals like that because they would have bollocked the referee so much. Do you think that yeah. second goal on the line would never ever do you have think, let it stand? Do you think, but, I mean, and this might sound you know, like, uh, embarrassing, but do you think without Arsenal, you know, without Arsenal or Arsenal, Mm. Almost, you know, we're trying to play brilliant attacking football, but we've got no heart there. Mm. I mean, yeah. that's. I mean, I, I, I honestly think, right? It's literally we're, we're always only ever one or two players away. But you just we need, have been since nineteen ninety five. But, but, but you, you just you just need one or one, maybe sometimes just one player to unlock that anger in in, in Well, that's in, what in people players, said you know, in the mid nineties, and an inch coming, an inch, yeah. and it wasn't the answer, was yeah, it? So, yeah. as you say, we've always been one or two players <laughs> yeah, away, yeah. and we've always wanted angry players, and we've never really, you yeah. know, yeah. I don't know, you know, it's 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 a difficult one. But I, I I'm expecting to see more aggression on Saturday. I am. I just, I just think it will be. It's been built up so much this week, and the criticism. They'll have to be angry, mm, and yeah. if they're not, there's serious problems. Yeah. I remember when we beat Man City, Man City beat us in the League Cup a couple of years ago, and uh, we played them again the Wednesday after the meet. Yeah. 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 yeah, we came out. We were at it. Flamigan got into. Yeah. I was like that. Sterling straight away didn't he first minute? Yeah, we were like that. Come on, this is what we want to yeah. see. But I mean, so there is there somewhere. It just you need someone to ignite it. Yeah. Maybe someone in the session. Oh, come on. Yeah. The problem that we got. Maybe in. you should hire you, Jay, to go in and uh, <laughs> um, read, read yeah. a few poems. Those angry poems. <laughs> The problem is, the problem is, of course, you know. I mean, how many of those players are likely to play? So all these players are getting criticism. Yeah. You know, another another after players come in, and are they going to be feeling that anger, that 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 kind of embarrassment of losing a game? You know, yeah, in that yeah. manner, I, I don't know. So, you know, that's up to the manager to, to manage that and instill some kind of well, obviously because you know, he's going yeah. because he's going for Kaiser and he's going for Van Dijk there. Both those players have got aggression. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you can maybe he's just saying you've got to well, be patient. Well, aggressive. Yeah, Marley's Marley's an aggressive. Yeah, Marley's a little bit of needle about Oh, definitely, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You, know, you can tell, like, you know, know, he's a nice fella and all that. But he's the smile and the sassin. He is, yeah. <laughs> I think the African players, I mean, when you come out of nothing, I think, you know, you've yeah. got a little yeah. bit of bias, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's why all these South American players have but got we, a little we, bit of needle about them. But we've got too many other players who would be absolutely brilliant if it was a five-a-side league. We'd probably win it. No contact. Yeah, yeah. Well, Get on the steaks. Get on the <laughs> steak it, and yeah. chips. We're looking forward, like in the, in the future, like uh, we saw him uh, like someone who's got a bit of aggression. And we've been talking before about we've got interviews all the players and for the the tour and and, and and since since Arnold come in, since Alex Arnold, yeah, yeah. he came in and uh, we was asking him things, you know, for this little uh, vox pop that he's doing for the tour. And, the uh, Anfield Stadium tour, yeah. That's that, yeah. yeah. And uh, so. So the question I asked him at the end, I said, you know, what's your ambition for this club? And he said, he said, listen, he said, I grew up watching Steven Gerrard. He said, I want to captain this club. I just want someone to just play for them and win things. Yeah, I want yeah. to captain this club. And it was like, mm, it was, yeah, it was really, attitude yeah. there. And, he's that kid, and I've seen that kid, he's got a little bit of needle about him. 
Yeah. So I think it's the future, and, and he's, he's progressing well. Well, it's good to hear. Yeah, so yeah. I think, you know, someone like him can be... Like I was going to say to you before, maybe we just need a local lad in there, but... Well, I mean, that does make a difference. I mean, so it's, we're playing... It's, sorry, it's, it's funny, though, isn't it? Like, you know, I mean, Trent you know, has, has got a lot of good publicity and he's had a couple of iffy games and suddenly, yeah. oh, he's not, you know, he's not... He's not good you know, yeah. he, 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 I mean, I've heard the same stories about his, his kind of... He's got a bit of swagger, but he does have that... A certain amount of, you know, he's got a bit of humility as well, and yeah. you know, I'd expect him. Ultimately, with younger players going back to Woodburn early, you've got to expect that they're going to make mistakes. You know, as yeah. fans as well. It's just like we've been so keen to to dismiss Trent even after a bad game at City. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. hopefully the lad will sort of bounce back from those couple of different like, games because yeah. I mean, when, when Sean Dyke personally names him like he did on Saturday after the game, mm. that we were going to target him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, well. Well, the lads can go one or two ways there, but hopefully he's going to go the right yeah. way and say, well, I'm going to... I'm well, going hopefully to he's going to come back strong. Come back, back even yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know? that's yeah. a sign of, you know, exactly. if you are going to make it as a top player, yeah. he, you know, hopefully he will come back and it will make him stronger. Well, he couldn't... So, he had like a big giant against him. Yeah, yeah. they were targeted. And City targeted him, you can see that. Falani was in with the clan of the man. I said, use that tactic. I reckon Sean's like, use that tactic. I've just seen Falani doing it. He's, he's, yeah, he's got to use that as a motivation now. Correct. You know, yeah. I, I'm pretty, you know, I think he will. And hopefully he will, yeah. yeah, football, yeah. Football is, I mean, sorry, he's a boy, but like I've been reading Jens Lehmann's autobiography, right? <laughs> and all the way through his career, all the way through his career, you know, put down by everybody. But if you actually look what he achieves, and like, I think now in football, particularly young players, you think, oh, I don't think they're actually prepared for the level of criticism. I mean, that's that. that if, I, if I'd been told that, that I'd been targeted as the weak link, you know, you'd, you'd be like desperate to try and prove yeah. this person wrong. And I, I just hope that, you know, he, um, I, I'm, I'm confident but I would think that he'll use that as a motivation yeah. in the future. Yeah. So we're back in the Champions League, we're playing Spartak Moscow. I'm not going to go into the game as such, but I uh, want to really go into um, the 10th anniversary of this book. Which I have with me here, which is perfect for radio. <laughs> uh, here we go, gathering cups in bay. And uh, Dave, you wrote a chapter. Uh, Nicky Holtz wrote a chapter. I wrote a chapter. JT Dodd wrote a chapter. Kevin Sampson wrote a chapter. John Maguire and Tony Barrett. And you're the only one who accepted the invitation <laughs> to appear on the show. But Ten years ago, that was September 2007. We'd just been in two Champions League within three years. Did you think, did you, did you ever consider that, you know, in 2007 you'd look to 2017 and we would have won one trophy in that period? I mean, didn't you think that was the dawn of a new era? This was before we knew the earthquake that was coming, which was Hicks and Gillette. Yeah, yeah. Hicks and Gillette were like, it was the the period where it was the honeymoon period before people found out the truth about them that's right exactly I mean I'm I mean we're celebrating the history of, of our past and all that, but we thought there was going to be plenty more. I mean, I, I used to say to fellas after we go to be, you know, when we when we win number six, you'd be lighting it and all like the lads and all that. Yeah, so, like, that yeah, was my yeah. favourite saying. You know. Yeah, and we, and we at that time, the optimism was there. We thought we were definitely going to win another one. I yeah. mean, and we, we were in, obviously after that, 2007, wasn't it? You know, yeah, we got we, we were in Athens, maybe that year. Yeah. So like everything was there, and, but if, God, I mean, fast forward ten years. And, it's like here we go gathering dust in there. <laughs> it's just yeah, one selfie yeah. in that time. It's unbelievable, but you know. But I mean, why, why do you think though the book? I mean, the book is regarded as a bestseller. I think yeah. it's probably sold about 
I don't know the exact figures, but probably in the region of 20,000. And you'll know as well as me that because the seven people have written it, you know, we didn't get much out of it. <laughs> no. We kept on getting statements with zero on it. Uh, returns, returns, returns. So, but I mean, why do you think it was probably because it was the fans' voice? Do you think? Yeah, or? I think. Before, I mean, what we did, and when Nicky had Nicky had the ideas, and then he said um, it should all be like fans. Because we, me and Nicky, were talking one day, and he said, imagine, imagine, I wonder what it was like going to match in, in the 30s and the 20s and all that. So it wouldn't be great to read fans' stories about yeah, it. now, yeah, and yeah. this is like you know, 10 years ago. So. He said, why don't we do something now and just get seven proper reds about the seven European Cup fans, but nothing about the match, just about how you got there and back and the culture that surrounds it. So yeah. that was the idea behind it, you know, to like, to, to, like a social document, really, yeah. of them yeah. times. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to go to Rome, 77, so I documented the whole train journey and back, and which had never been documented. So, so it was that kind of feeling, you know what I mean? But at the time, yeah, I mean... I mean, we sort of smoking cigars around that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, well, you know, it was only like two European Cup finals. Yeah, we just won, you know, the fifth in Istanbul a couple of years earlier, and it was yeah. like cigar time. We thought this was all going to happen, and the Ixin Gillette had come in, and we yeah. were going to Athens. Everything was buoyant at the time. I, I always remember the book signing was at uh, Waterstones Waterstone, and Bullshit. Yeah, 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 there was a big queue. I was surprised how many people were in the queue. And um, one of Liverpool's most famous. Um, supporters Bobby Wilcox was in the queue that's nice um, he sadly passed away a couple of years later but as he was coming and he, he said can you know and I said Bobby we should be signing your book we should be signing your book about oh, nice. your stories because I think you know and he went oh yeah one day lad one day but you know he never ever wrote and he had some of the greatest stories ever in that book yeah. it's like it's a case of I've just walked past Ball Street and Waterstones is no longer, mm, and it's know. almost like it's almost like um, it's gone the you way know, of the it's, Sophie's. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> like you know you wouldn't believe it. From two th- September two thousand seven, we were all sitting there signing. Tony Barrett was a was he an Echo Jamis then? Yeah, now, he was the Echo then. Now so he's yeah. head of the football club, isn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's family liaison. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's unbelievable that in that ten years, what yeah. we won one league cup. One league cup is that? And also in the queue that's a piece in Waterstones, if you remember, it's Jamie Carragher and his half for the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we said, yeah, Jamie comes to the front, he went, nah, nah, like, he queues up with all the lads, yeah. he wouldn't yeah. jump to the front. Yeah. It says a lot about him, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you've got to give yourself some credit as well, because it is brilliantly written and it's well edited as well. You know, that, that, you have to ask the question, why is it so well? Well, obviously, there's appetite for Liverpool, you know, and, and reading those stories, but I just think, I remember at the time reading it, and just thinking, you know, it's a brilliantly produced book, first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know people can say, oh, well, it's because it's about the fans, and, but there's plenty of fans with ideas of how to bring something together, but actually bringing it together and making it where is, is, is quite a challenge. And I think, I think that really sums up like 50 years, well, 30, 40, 50 years yeah. of the pool history in yeah. one book. But as a fan, you know, obviously, you, 2005 was, was relevant to you. Don't, you looking back at the, you know, when we were winning the European Cup regularly, do you think, oh no, it's this lot going on about the glory days again? As as a person growing up, I mean, don't you think it's it's like young people want their own success, mm-hmm. don't they? they do, and that's yeah. why maybe the fan base is so desperate now and yeah. so so Jekyll and Hyde about it because you know it's it's all like you well, know. I think for me, you know, I, I think it's not about. Europe necessarily for me because I can remember obviously you know I remember winning the European well winning the Champions League European Cup getting to another final I remember winning the UEFA Cup you know um, it's the league 
that's what it boils down to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I can't remember the last league title. I was born in '83. Um, so for me, you know, uh, I don't have a problem with people talking about you know the greatest era. The club is what it should be about. You know, it's, it's part of Liverpool's history. But I, you know, I, I feel an immense sense of frustration around the league. You know, not knowing what it's like to say you know Liverpool are champions. You know, knowing really what that's like. Yeah. I, 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 you know, it really does frustrate me. It, I, I, I think I think a lot of a lot of lads my age. You know, I'm 33. You know. You know, all, all my mates who are Liverpool fans, that's all we talk about the league all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lad, um, a Man United fan that I know, called Andy Mitten, and he does United We Stand, and he, he interviewed me in, I think it was 1991, during the farm when we were like, you know, uh, uh, and a lot of uh, success. And he, it's been, you know, United had gone that period of not winning the league for, for so many years, 20 or, you know, 25, 26 years, yeah. similar to us. And he was, and I, I was saying, I was saying to him basically, come back when you've won some trophies, <laughs> you know. And even though United was still a big club, he said that really hurt him. Mm. So he knows now, and all United fans know that they hit us with that. That that's. I mean, obviously we nicked them back with the five times European Cup, but that's our Achilles heel. Yeah, well, it's our yeah. Achilles heel. And, and the last time we, we won it, by the way, I, I remember. Listening to Alan Anson on Radio Merseyside, an interview, and it was right after the game. I think it was QPR, maybe the last game of the season where we won, where, where we got the trophy and That's what have you. Yeah, yeah. And um, the 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 interviewer said to, to Alan Anson, "Alan, you must be getting fed up. Like this is what six or seven league league winners' medals." And, and Anson said, "No, no, I'll have a little drink tonight to celebrate this, but tomorrow it's history." Yeah, and we yeah. move on for the next yeah. one. And I remember when I hear them, I thought, you know what? As long as, if we've got that attitude in this club, we'll carry on winning the league yeah. for as long as we can see. And it was the last one that we won. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, I think that was the beauty of that every goal gathering cups in Maybrook as well, because we, we'd all, uh, apart from John Maguire, who we got in specifically, because he'd, he'd never seen all the. He'd never seen the European Cup before. He hadn't seen like he's like Simon's at Ralph Simon's age, John. And, yeah. um, and he's written well on the uh, on the all of the land. Looks a lot older than Simon. He's I reckon he's bluffing it, John. But uh, but no, because we, we, we we're around the same age as the uh, army Peter and John. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the we've age, seen all the glory. Uh, the 18, yeah. We've seen thirteen league championships, and we've seen all the European yeah. cups. And it's weird, just graced army. But yeah. We were blessed our generation. But John hadn't, and like he hadn't seen any leagues. He's, well, he can't remember them because he only had kids. And like he, he hadn't seen anything, he kept on hearing like you know, all his mates, mates Arthurs and all that and so on. So I'm out of your being cups. And he'd never never witnessed this until so 2005 and the start of John's people can't repeat it on here because like yeah. is the fit the opening uh, yeah, yeah. paragraph of John's is brilliant. It just describes you know what I mean? Exactly what he was feeling on the cup when uh, Gerard scored against the like, Olympiacos. Yeah, and, yeah. At first, uh, you know. So like you can tell, you can feel John's enthusiasm yeah. in that. And, yeah. And it was me. He's up and. I'm on the poems that I wrote years ago when I used to do all that and I wrote one verse and it said uh, no bad Istanbul it said like I was made up for all the young scouts I grabbed one and held them tight I said now you know how it feels lad at last you all know what it's like and that was that was like sort of summed it up really because you made up for all the young lads who hadn't seen it and hadn't yeah, yeah. me yeah. old lads well, well and and to the poetry because you don't seem to concentrate on the poetry you're doing the, you're doing the stadium tour and, the, yeah, and no, like the plays you've yeah, got a play, drama and all you got a play coming on Royal Court is it 
Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, the council's have old blues is back on you. Yeah. I think you've seen it last time. Yeah, it is, yeah. It hasn't been on for 10 years. It's 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> this 10 year thing again. Please, nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's everywhere. <laughs> But, but uh, I mean, what happened to the poems? Is that like? Well, I mean, now and again I do them, but I mean, I used to do the performance poems and yeah. all, all the after dinner things with the plays and that, but mm. I've sort of laid off now unless I, get, unless I get a commission to do some sometimes at FCC. Is that because of Twitter criticism? <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be honest, yeah, I just, they just go over my head now. I yeah. just, laugh, laugh, just laugh at all that. But yeah, but yeah I mean, uh, if, if, if I get a commission and all yeah, that, yeah. I'll, I'll do something more. I forget the, the, you know, the, the air to feel it. If, let's face it, if you're in a cup, I might do one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, you, maybe yeah. that's the. Uh, the the answer to that because yeah. we only won one cup yeah. and I actually wrote a piece for, for the league cup as well at, at the time um, you know it's like it was called um, Fate of Our Fathers and it was on YouTube and, and it was it on LFC TV and Kenny's at least seen it and it was on LFC TV so I, I was walking up Wembley Way and I got a phone call off on the players I want to see which one and he goes like that lad he said yeah Kenny's just played your, your Fate of Our Fathers piece. Sounds like Carragher. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, he's just play, played your Fate of Our Fathers piece as the team, part of the team talk so to like fire the players up. Yeah, but all, yeah, the lads, all the lads said that no one we nearly got beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Simon, you're, you know, you're on your fifth book, is it now? Or is it uh, yeah, well, yeah, sixth if you count someone sixth. else's autobiography. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Um, your first one was yeah, uh, first, Secret Diary. Yeah, was the first one was Secret Diary. The Liverpool Scout. Yeah, twenty minutes. I thought was a brilliant book, yeah, you know. Yeah, and um, the rest have been stories from about players, really, about periods, yeah. wasn't it? So it really is looking back to the glory years, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I did one. The men, first, men in white suits. Men in white suits. Yeah, that was the middle one. So I did. I did yeah. Red Machine, which is about the eighties, which. You know, again, I mean, it, it was a tricky one to write that because I'm kind of tapping into other people's recollections, certainly yeah. not mine, you know, because I'd be kidding people if I, you know, tried to, you know, tell everybody how much I remember from it because I, I don't. Um, and then the 90s kind of became like the, the, the period where yeah, I, man, I grew yeah. up supporting Liverpool and where the frustration <laughs> really started. And then, and then the, um, and then Ring of Fire, which is, which is the, the 2000s, I want to say noughties, because it just sounds yeah, sad, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? But yeah, the, the, the latest... Is it, sorry, so you've been interviewing players and, and management and all that. Is anyone, you know, is it, how 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 easy is it to get hold of these people? I mean, is it, is it hard? Yeah, you, it is hard. Do they always agree, or do some say, I'm not talking yeah. to you, or... Well, um, no one's ever told me no. So oh, right. No one's ever said emphatically no. Yeah. Some people have asked for money, which have said no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, some, some obviously, you know, the, the further it, as you, you know, you get closer to 2000, well, the further you get to closer to the present day, it becomes yeah. a bit harder because you're dealing with... Um, some players that are still active, players that have got agents, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. you've got to go through, you've got to go through all kinds of. But I mean, he, the, the one that I, I suppose I, from a journalistic point of view, I think I enjoyed doing most was the top uh, interview Fernando Torres for the the last book, uh, yeah, Ring of Fire, where he spoke yeah. a lot about the acrimonious departure from the club, yeah, and yeah. you know he'd never spoken about you know his true feelings around that time and. To get that interview, that was that. To be honest, I mean, I was quite lucky because I, I knew he was in Spain. Then he was he, in yeah. Spain. Yeah, so did you go to him? Yeah, yeah, I went over to Madrid, and he. he I mean, I knew him. I knew his agent through through work I'd done with Liverpool, going back well, two thousand and eight, and because you used I got to work quite, for the, I used, I used, the magazine. Used I used to work, work in the magazine and the program, LFC magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, 
we did a special magazine, this is in 2008, and I met all his family, and Fernando was, at that time, you know, really in love with Liverpool, like, yeah, ge genuinely yeah. was in love with Liverpool, and, yeah. you know, you could tell really, that. really, you, tell you know, like, brilliant sense of yeah, yeah, well, sure. well it, was, it was one that I was made up to get, because I, I did kind of know there was another side to the story, and, I mean, it was it was a it was strange kind of experience because he walked into the room and he was dead really really nervous like really like you could tell he had a load to get off his chest and he started speaking slowly and suddenly it just all kind of came out about yeah. how he felt the way you know he kind of was betrayed really by a lot of people. Mm. He wasn't trying to admonish himself and blame, but you know when when you listen to False him, you could understand, yeah, 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 you could yeah. understand that the why why he was led to this point of departure and so that was a. That was the one that was, in many ways, it wasn't that hard to sell, to be honest. Because I, I just said, look to the to the agent, said it's not a newspaper interview. It's not going to get twisted. It's going to be have the context that it needs to to, to be able to flow, you know. And um, you know, it was quite straightforward that one. Yeah. Um, so, so I enjoyed doing that one. So you obviously concentrating on Liverpool books in the past, but yeah. your new book is uh, on the brink. Yeah. And it's about northwest football. From all, all divisions, isn't it? From yeah. from non-league to the likes of Accrington as well. Yeah, well, it's, it's amateur, amateur level football. I mean, as well. Like, I mean, why, off, why did you change? Why did you change tack? Well, I mean, I just Liverpool haven't won anything. You know, I, I, I wanted to. Uh, so you care and team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> decades, and there's nothing. You know, I, I, I just kind of thought, well. You know, I do love like writing about Liverpool and Merseyside. And Merseyside's covered, you know, extensively yeah. in the yeah, book. Yeah. There's still plenty of Merseysides. I interviewed Jürgen Klopp for the book, where you know we fascinating insights. Um, you know, so I just sort of wanted to write something which, which is contemporary about now, about yeah. the way football is. I mean, my, my journalistic background started, you know, covering non-league football, and I always thought that that. Um, the where, was that? The, where was that? The Crosby that was the Crosby Herald, which is no longer here. Yeah, Marine, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, like, I always thought that non-league football league and Premier League were like kinds of almost like kinds of portrayed very se separately from yeah. one another. When actually, you know, it realised that, that that each one affects the other in a, in a quite a profound way, particularly on the way down. You know, from the Premier League downwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to get like kinds of encapsulate what what's going on. In this region, in 2017, at a time, not just you know, it's not just about football; it's about social change as well. You know what's been going on in the country, and mm. I just thought it'd be a good time to do it. And you know, you mentioned John Coleman before, like you know, one of the interviews that I enjoyed doing most with Akron was an Accrington with yeah. John Coleman and Jimmy Bell. You know, two of the most kind of their stories just amazing. You know, it's, yeah, it's an amazing. Yeah. You know, to, it's it's just as amazing, I think, as like the, the Jamie Vardy story, really, in yeah. terms of management. Yeah. You know, to go doesn't from, get the publicity. To, doesn't get the publicity no. to, to be playing for the Eagle in yeah. Kirby. Yeah. Yeah, the Eagle, not the Eagle. No, it was um, one of the Kirby Sunday League teams. Can't remember yeah, which yeah. one. You know, and ends up football league managers, and you know they're doing well this season, and you can see why. You know, yeah. it's just fascinating insight, you know, from them because they, they're not they're, very. They're they're not, well, the season not, ticket holders Anfield, yeah. so they, they see yeah. that they see that, and the managing within within the context that's yeah. or the the, the, uh, the environment that's set in the Premier League. You so. wouldn't you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't see John Coleman's autobiography as being called nice, Mr. Nice Guy, would you? <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bit of anger there, hasn't yeah, he, John? Yeah. And he's been on the podcast before, yeah. and he can see what he wants of Liverpool. He wants yeah. a bit more. Yeah, but if he was managing Liverpool, we wouldn't be as soft as we are. <laughs> yeah, but he'd be putting yeah, yeah. people in headlocks, wouldn't he, at half time? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the line that I quite liked from him, though, it was kind of quite sobering, really, because he said that, you know, what 
in terms of his approach to management he said I do want the players to like me I want them to like me because at this level if yeah. you don't like me they're not going to play for Atkinson no. you know what I mean I just thought yeah, that's yeah. quite sobering really yeah, because yeah. you know it just shows you that really what he has to do you know kind of to, you know I think it, the management where he's at you know at Atkinson is more testing than, than any any yeah. level of football in many ways because yeah. that football the trapdoor if you fall out of it you can suddenly mm. find yourself it's, um, you know, yeah. you fall right down, you know. It's yeah. always good to get that first voice down on that side, you know what I mean? Like, that's, I mean, so speaking to John, it's, it's coming over. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's a, he, you know, John, has, he's been on the podcast a few times, actually, and, like, the one thing he hates is the false number nine. <laughs> he's saying, <laughs> Liverpool need a 25, and he, he's probably right, isn't he? He's saying, for me, he came in after the Hoffenheim game into the pub and said, eh, when anything for me though was a false number nine and that and everyone was giving him stiff because he had a great game for me you know, and he scored and, but you know maybe he's right maybe mm-hmm. he's right you know people used to, I mean I agree with him on that I mean people everyone loves for me you know the way he's a great player yeah. I always say to lads you know, who are going on they're putting him on a pedestal like with the, 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 the Suarez isn't that hang on listen do you ever see Ian Rush play do you ever see John Alders play they used to do what he does for me no but he's 25, 30 goals I don't season, think he's scored since actually has he he's what just thinking back now he hasn't scored John Coleman put the case on him he was the kiss of death he's got to have it I think you've got to have a goal score on yourself because it looks like Daniel Sturridge is like whatever he had he's not in position at him now is he I mean I don't know if that's going to come back I don't know but you know, um, I was screaming to get that Lacazette around with him yeah, before yeah. the season started because he'll end up like Serie A around me. Believe me, he's, he's something else that yeah. But I think you need. I mean, I think there's a, there's a stack that is the last 14 Premiership titles. Every 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 team that's won it uh, has had a, a goal scorer that scored 20 plus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, so like that tells you that you need an, an a goal scorer. So we've, we've so it's the 10th anniversary of here we go, Gavin Cups from May. In 2027, <laughs> are we going to be sitting around uh, <laughs> doing a podcast going, where did those 10 years go? Are we going to win the Premier League? Are we going to win it? I think, I, think, I think, in a way, many, in many respects, Klopp is our... I mean, Klopp is getting players who want to play for him. That's so important for me. So, you know, even though you mightn't be convinced about Ox- Oxlade-Chamberlain, he wants. He didn't want to go to Chelsea. He wants to come to Liverpool. Kaita wanted to come to Liverpool. Uh, Van Dijk wants to come to Liverpool. I think that's a massive statement. And you know, I'm fairly optimistic that if we give Klopp the time, mm. that he will get it right. Well, you know, sorry to plug the book again, but <laughs> well, like when I, when, I, when I went to meet him, you know, it's it's hard not to be kind of impressed by him in the way you know he just he just. You know, he's not just. I mean, he is obviously obsessed by football. I mean, the, the, the one thing that he said to me, and I, I do get, is like he said, to be successful at Dortmund, I had to be obsessed by Dortmund. Yeah, so, yeah. this idea that all managers know everything about the league that they go into, the club that they're going into, it's just not true because I was at Dortmund, and that was my focus at the time when I was there. I know there was a couple of months like that separated his departure. But it, it, you know, it was a genuine case of him being yeah. offered the job pretty much one week, and then the next week he was coming in. You know, so yeah. he, he he admits to being quite naive about the Premier League and yeah, and, yeah. and the expectations yeah. and the, the demands of the Premier League. I do think he's still getting his head around that. I do think he he's got a 
criticism criticism is fair and I don't think there's anything wrong with criticism of certain things that he's done problem is now any criticism is like blown up into like kind of well it's it's like he should be gone or he's got to change his methods totally you know it's fair to criticise the club at the moment the way you know they haven't signed a centre I I think that's fair and he's got to take some responsibility for that but what I think what I'm trying to say is I, I think that in the long term you know, we just see the longer term future. He's talk, he talks to me a lot about how he, he realizes that with you know players like Trent and, and um, Ben Woodburn, you know they're the they're the players that if you get them right, you've got long term loyalty from those players. They won't want to be going to Barcelona like other players really because if you if you get if you get a local player through the academy and you know, manage that with some success, they'll want to stay. You won't be yeah, allowed yeah. to leave. Yeah. So he yeah. realizes that. So my, my concern about Liverpool was I always thought that under the owners they might they might have one season where they win a league but would it be sustained? Mm. Would they get let the heads go and would it all go to to part like it did under Rodgers to some extent? You know, I, yeah. I think that I think that they've got the right man in charge there, Klopp. Yeah, there's yeah, absolutely yeah. no doubt about it. He's got a plan. You convinced he's got a plan. I'm convinced he's got a plan. I think he does. Yeah. I think he's got a plan. Yeah, and he's got the pulling power, like you just said. Yeah. And I think that's he's crucial. crucial. He's probably the biggest personality we've got at the club, more yeah, than any yeah. player. He's, he's bigger he, than any player. He's got both of them. But as Simon alluded to, what he needs to do is get to grips with the Premier League because he needs to understand the Burnleys and the Leicesters of this world and how they play and how yeah. we what, and what we've got to do to beat them. Well, it took Benitez yeah. a few years to do that, mm-hmm. didn't it? Yeah. Took it Benitez a few years you know, and he produced that 2018 yeah. that we said before. Deserve to win the league and we're the yeah. best team in the league. You're right, you're right there, people. I mean, I, I think we think back to Rafa. I mean, winning the Champions League obviously gave him. A reasonable to grace, you know, understandably. If yeah. Klopp had won those two trophies in the first season, yeah. which, you know, they weren't far away from it, it was just decisions at the same time. Yeah. I don't think we'd probably be having this discussion about the way the team team's form is at the moment, yeah. possibly. You know. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm optimistic. Yeah. Dave, are you optimistic? Yeah I am. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna stick stick by it and all yeah. that and um, you know, who knows we could be Simon, you've interviewed all these players from the the glory days. Are you optimistic? Um, I think I'm optimistic, providing it's just a sort of criticism. I think the club have got to like kind of take it on board. I think it's all right. You know, it's okay to criticise. I I just think we got to this stage now where there's so much criticism. They they struggle to find, they struggle to to read out what is fair and what isn't sometimes. And I think they need a better grip on that. I think that Liverpool, there's certain things that the, the owners could do better. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I want them to go. I want yeah. them to, to, to do well. And I think that you've got the right manager. Things, certain things are set up for the club to do well. But yeah. there's still a long way to go. I think to get it to get it back on you know where they want it. To John, be. are you optimistic? As a, as a, you know, and like, yeah, I am. I am optimistic. Do you think he's the right person? He is the right, the right person. But he just needs to. To understand to you that, that <laughs> Craig Shakespeare and Sean Dyke know how to get a result against us, and he's got to learn how to yeah. get a result against Leicester's and Burnley's yeah. and Watford's because that's what's going to win you the league, yeah. not beating Arsenal and yeah. Manchester City and okay. Chelsea. The players to be like him, angry yeah. right on the touchline. Yeah. Okay, thanks, thanks, uh, thanks for coming, Simon. Been brilliant, and Dave and John, your fantastic contributions. You've been listening to Ali LaRouge for Anfield Extra and let's hope we're going to get three points against against Leicester on Saturday see you now bye